Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Today's guest is Jessica Reed, a registered dietitian, Ironman participant, and frequent marathon runner who also happens to have five kids. As if she didn't have enough on her nutritionally balanced plate, Jessica decided to do something amazing for her 40th birthday, 40 miles and 40 gifts of kindness. Jessica, thank you so much for talking with me today. And I would love to talk kind of in two parts, one about kindness within the community and one about kindness to ourselves, but both dealing with healthy choices. Healthy choices seem like hard. <laughs> Am I the only one who thinks that? Like it just no. it's hard to make the right choice. It is. Do you find that you're a mom of five kids? Do you ever come across because in your family and with your lifestyle you are an iron iron man triathlete? And a marathon runner, do you ever, do they just naturally fall in step? Oh, no, not at all. Um, we're constantly fighting the good fight with healthy choices. If we make them most of the time, then we're okay with enjoying treats, laying around, downtime, everything else. It's balance. It's balance. Okay. So tell me how you got so involved in bringing healthy food choices to the elementary school. Well, I've always known since I was at OU for grad school that this was an area with high rate of poverty. Um, I think it's the highest rate of poverty in the state of Ohio. So from the get-go, when we moved back here with our kids, I wanted to try to help other kids in the area who might not have access to all the foods that my kids might have access to. Um, I wanted to help them have access to healthy and nourishing foods. Um, the best way that I could think of to do that would be to sort of use the school system as a venue. So I sort of took it upon myself to help get those healthy, fresh foods into the schools. And then if the kids were interested in trying them, they'd be available for everyone to try. Do you feel like when you give kids the option to try it, they'll try? I feel like peer pressure is huge. So if the kid sitting next to them is trying it, most of the kids will try it. Um, kids alone are sort of wary of trying new things, but um, in a group setting, it just takes a couple kids to get the ball rolling. I don't know which um, state it was in, but I had heard recently that there were some school districts that were actually going to go back to um, adding in the, the salt, and they were going to stop watching certain things. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, a few years ago, the USDA implemented a new program to restrict the calories and the sodium and the fat in the school meals. Um, but it was such a stretch from what the schools were already doing. The cost to the school systems was so expensive and not really producing a lot of purchases from the kids. So the kids didn't really like those changes, so they weren't buying the foods. So the schools were spending extra money purchasing the, quote, healthy foods, but the kids weren't really buying them. So then they opted out of the reimbursement program from the USA to go back to sort of their foods that they were typically giving to the kids that might not have been the, quote, healthiest, but the kids were eating. Mm. So some schools are wrestling with that idea right now, in fact. So you as a dietitian coming from uh, an area that does have a lot of poverty and a lot of hunger, do we... Do we follow that suit and get kids to just eat because you know they're maybe not eating at home? 
or do yeah. we push it? What's the answer that, to that? There isn't a correct answer. Um, there's two sides. There's the side that a sugary breakfast is better than zero breakfast. Mm-hmm. And there's the side where if they're hungry enough, they'll eat cauliflower for breakfast. So um, I'm not one to speak for both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one to help um, give the opportunity uh, for kids to have nutritious foods. So I can't really claim to know the right answer. Yeah, that's great. Who, nobody can. If, yeah. <laughs> if we all knew the right answer, we would just go, you know, fix things like world hunger and make world peace, and it would be beautiful, right? <laughs> you really worked hard to implement in the local elementary school this salad bar. And um, do you feel like it's paid off for your efforts? Um, yeah, I do. I really do. I feel like even if kids weren't choosing foods from the salad bar or they weren't getting the salad bar, they were at least exposed to it. Mm-hmm. So the exposure for kids learning to try and like new foods is really important. So they're seeing that fresh fruits and vegetables are part of a normal, healthy meal. So later on, when they're faced with a choice, maybe when they're a teenager or something, they'll think, hey, you know, I know this fresh salad is part of a normal meal. I don't have to have fast food all the time. So um, I was really happy that with time, we sold more and more salads. Um, That was really great. But I know that each kid at least saw all those vegetables. And that was important. And I and I do feel like um, I feel like they're more likely to try it. And in fact, on the last day of school, um, I brought in a bunch of fresh lettuce that the garden at school had just produced. And um, I dressed it with some of my mom's homemade dressing. And all the kids that I walked it around to, I had them pick a leaf out of the cell and just eat the leaf. And they all did. Wow. Some of them didn't eat the whole giant leaf that they picked out, but peer pressure. Yeah. They all tried it. And most of the kids said it was good and thought it was cool that it came right from the school garden. Yeah, there is something fascinating about that, that they could yeah. grow something and then eat it. Yeah. You know, that's pretty special. I just see that as such a huge act of kindness that you've done for the kids in the community. But speaking of community, um, tell me about some of the work that you're doing within the larger, broader scope to, to kind of encompass everyone. Um, well, I'm not really out to change the whole world right now. Okay. Um, with the five just kids your backyard. <laughs> um, I'm just, <laughs> when I am in the community doing stuff, um, sometimes I work with organizations. Um, there's an organization locally called Good Works that teaches people how to use their skill sets to make a good life for themselves. And I like to visit Good Works sometimes and um, bring along some fruits and vegetables and um, teach people combinations, food combinations, what they can pair fresh broccoli with and meals sometimes. Um, I'm not there every day, but it's fun seeing people get excited about that stuff, especially local produce, mm-hmm. um, which not all communities, even some wealthy communities, don't have that local uh, produce to play with, I guess. Um, and the field day. I mean, I guess you, you you can say you're not out to change the world, but you are changing your backyard. Yeah. And the field day was a pretty neat example of that. Can you explain how that all came about? Well, the field day, um, we the goal was to... In wintertime in Ohio, we have um, some rough winters sometimes, not all the time, and this winter was pretty light. But our goal was to bring some of the kids um, inside to play with the um, 
college athletes. So some kids don't get exposure to role models, and um, college athletes are always role models to little kids. So our goal was to bring little kids from the school system, bring them in um, to play with the athletes, and um, we had some local vendors and restaurants um, bring in some food and snacks. Um, And so we invited the families and the kids in our school system to come play with the college athletes. And working with the college athletes was great. They were really into it. Um, They were really relaxed with the kids. They had a great time. The families had snacks, um, played some nutrition games with some interns from the college. Um, So it was a great day, and it was free, um, Mm -hmm. which is what – it was an important um, factor in this event. It was good. We're going to do it again. Awesome. And it seems like layer upon layer of kindness with that because you've got you that, you know, helping to set it up, the people who are helping you. And then you've got the the college athletes that are giving their time. And yeah, you know. it was great. And they had community credit for that. And I wasn't the only person that organized that. Really, I w- I'm just the one that sets up the meeting and helps communicate our farm to school committee with um, the OU. But the, the, the people that we worked with at our college was were awesome. So let's let's switch a little bit to the individual and and us as women or or men out there who are listening. Um, how can we be kind to our bodies on a daily basis when we just don't even know what that looks like? You know, I was thinking about that um, this morning because I knew you were going to ask that question. And um, like you said at the beginning of the um, of the session. Um, I have done an Ironman triathlon. I've had five babies. I've run several Boston marathons, a lot of marathons, a lot of running. And um, I guess I'm really grateful if I start with a sense of gratitude toward my own body of how much I've asked my body to do and being grateful that it's allowed me to do such things and still be able to walk straight. (laughs) Um, I feel like if I come in with a sense of gratitude, as I get older especially too – I feel like I am more accepting when it's not ready to do something I'm asking it to do. Hmm. Um, So if I feel like, oh, I should eat salad all day today because yesterday I had pizza for dinner, um, if I really don't feel like eating salad all day, that's okay. I mean, I'll have an ice cream cone. So, I mean, I think I'm a little bit more forgiving on my body because it's already done so much for me. Um, On the other hand, I want to respect my body and not – trash it unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. Right. So what are some basic tips that we can put into play to make sure that we are are doing that? Because sometimes, you know, if I if I wake up in the morning and say, okay, well, I'll have a donut. Well, then at lunchtime, I'm like, well, I had a donut, so I might as well have pizza for lunch. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, this day is kind of trashed. Well, my nutrition philosophy um, really recently I've picked up on this philosophy is search for nutrients and um, try to avoid labeling foods as good or bad. Foods are not good or bad. Food is food. It's us who makes a decision whether or not to consume certain foods. So um, if I do a good job of searching for and nourishing my body with nutritious foods, then if I make fun, you know, if I have fun treats with my kids or we go out for slushies after practice, that's okay because I've been focusing on collecting nutrients. When it comes to exercise and my long distance running and stuff, um, rest is the most important thing. Hmm. Um, If you don't get the rest, your body can't adapt to training and then you get injured. Do you think that's probably the case for anybody that they just need more sleep? 
<laughs> you know, that people just need so. to have downtime, whether they're a triathlete or not. Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, definitely. You don't have to be training for an Ironman to need your sleep. Um, and especially certain people need uh, sleep more than others. Some people do fine with fewer than five hours of sleep day after day. I'm not one of those people. And I feel like, um, again, going back to the gratitude, be grateful for your body doing the things that you ask it to do, but then you have to respect it by giving it what it needs. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your 40th birthday. This was a pretty special deal. Would you, would you share what you came up with for that? Yeah. Um, well, for my 40th birthday, I had sort of selfishly wanted to spend a lot of time that day doing what I love, which is running. But I didn't want to do it all for myself. I also wanted to spend the day um, being fun and having surprises for people and giving gifts and just making it into a special um, day for more than just myself. So um, for about six months prior to my birthday, I stashed gift cards, little books, found recipes for treats that I wanted to make, and just spent a lot of time planning out how I was going to give out 40 gifts um, on my birthday via running 40 miles. So my birthday's in Ohio winter, and um, the good weather was a couple days before my birthday, so I actually did it early. But I started it at 4.30 a.m., delivering a few gifts on my 15-mile run with my friends, and we, they humored me by running around town with me and handing out um, blueberry lemon bars to the triathlon class and um, going past gas stations with me to um, give a gift to a gas station attendant. And then I went home, took a break, took my kids to school, <laughs> ran a few more miles, gave a few more gifts. That's a mom. <laughs> so <laughs> I had a babysitter for the middle of the day. But I guess what sparked that whole idea was that I wanted to be selfish by doing something I loved, and I wanted to exhaust myself doing it, but I didn't want to leave the whole world out. So I wanted to include, I guess, some people in the community. Do you feel like that made the whole day more special than if you – I mean, what did you get from giving things that you wouldn't have gotten if you had just get, taken the whole day and just run uh, wherever you wanted to or just gone to a beach somewhere in, you know, in Mexico and decided to run there? You know, um, I really wanted to connect with a couple of people. And those people, my friends, I feel like I'm always sort of connecting with, but I really wanted to connect with strangers. And I wanted to become vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And because um, I find that Connection takes place when you're vulnerable. And um, this winter, so a year after my 40th birthday, I was talking to a friend, and he said, always at the end of a year, I always ask myself, have I connected with anyone this year? And I thought, you know, that's a great idea. And I think that's what I was searching for on my 40th birthday. I wanted to have connection with some people in the community. And it wasn't the people I knew. And um, a couple of those random connections happen, I guess, along my way. Earlier in the day, um, it was a warm day, and I honestly had to change clothes. I was in capris and a long sleeve shirt, and I was getting hot, and it was almost 60 degrees, and I had my bag of treasures to give out, and I was running along sort of a moderately um, traffic-y highway with houses on it, um, sort of close to my home, and this young couple fixing their motorcycle in the front yard 
um, looked nice enough for me to go in and ask to use the bathroom in their trailer. So I thought, oh, you know, maybe they'll let me use my, their bathroom and I can give them one of these gift cards in return and just really surprise them. So these these weren't all planned out. You didn't know no. exactly where you'd stop and who you'd give it to. Right. For about half the things, I had planned them out and ordered things on Etsy for to match their personality or what I think they would really love. And then half of the things were sort of random gift cards or gloves or just something that I felt like I could give to anyone. So you're, you're this running was a random. along and you get to this random house. You yeah. see two people out front and you yeah. say, can I go into your trailer and can I use your bathroom? Yeah, I said, I'm already getting sweaty. I'm going to do a lot of running today. Can I please change my clothes in your bathroom? And the young woman is um, she gives me a weird look with her eyebrow raised, but I think she looked me over and I looked trustworthy enough. So they allowed me to go in their bathroom and change my clothes. And that's exactly what I did. I changed my clothes and there was all this jewelry hanging around. And I thought, you know, she's totally letting me use her bathroom. I could just walk out with all this stuff yeah. in my sports bra and they'd never know. But yeah. here she is letting me use her bathroom. So. I gave them both a hug, told them I really appreciated their kindness, and then handed them the gift card. Um, Did you tell them it was your birthday? No. Okay. I just told them I was running a lot this on this nice winter day. So you hand them the gift card, and what's their reaction? They were sort of shocked, um, but I didn't stay to watch them open the gift card. I had wrapped all these 40 presents meticulously, um, and I didn't stay and watch them unwrap it. But I sort of wish I would have. But mm. Next time, I will. Um, it would be fun yeah. to see. There's, you yeah. know, there's always two sides to that coin. Some people say you should just give the gift and and take off and and don't wait around for the accolades. But it's fun to stay there and mm-hmm. to, like you said, that connection happens within the vulnerability, and the vulnerability can happen within mm-hmm. giving and receiving a gift. And so, yeah, I can see. I would I would have liked to have seen their faces too. Yeah. Did you have any more interesting stories like that from your day? Was was your day just full of them? No, it wasn't. A lot of it was just random, boring old running and dropping stuff off on people's doorways or as I passed a random person – one couple, I stopped on the on a bridge and I said, oh, it's my birthday. Would you like this random gift? And the woman said no. (laughs) (laughs) And so her boyfriend or her friend, whoever she was walking with, he's like, come on, it's her birthday. Take the gift. And so they did. That's Um, really interesting because our natural tendency is to be guarded, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she was guarded. And that was the only time that day that someone said no. But she ended up saying yes, so I guess I'm 40 for 40. Um, <laughs> but at the at the very end of the day, and I won't forget this because I was legitimately – I think I was at mile 37 or something of my day. And so I had already run over six hours so far total that day. And it was really warm, um, and I was parched, and I was tired, and I did not want to run anymore. And I just wanted to unload the handful of these gifts I still was carrying around with me. Um, and at the very bottom of a long hill that I had just run down in my quads, if anybody runs hills, they know that running downhill is a lot harder than running uphill. Oh. Yeah. So my quads were destroyed from running down this hill, and there was this house um, that some college kids lived in, and I knocked on the door, and I was parched. And, and did I, you know them? No. Okay. No, I was just so desperate. I would have taken water from someone's hat. Okay. I was just so parched. And I knocked on the door. I said, 
I know this is going to sound crazy, but I've run almost 40 miles today, and I just really could use a drink of water. Can you give me some water? And he said, what? 40 miles? You are the craziest lady I've ever seen in my entire life, (laughs) of course. And then he's fumbling around in the kitchen, and he comes out with this tall glass of ice water, and it was just the most beautiful thing in the world, and it tasted the best I've ever tasted anything. And I was honestly so grateful. I wanted to just unload the rest of my gifts on him because I don't know what I would have done without the water. I mean, I really needed it, and I deliberately did not carry food or water with me that day because I had wanted to be dependent dependent on other people's kindness. Oh. So throughout the day, I did ask people for water and for snacks, but I just wasn't, you know, 15 miles is a lot. Um, I wasn't nearly as tired at 15 miles than I was at 37 miles. Right. So I was really desperate for that water. And so he thought I was crazy, but he gave me what I needed, and – um, and you was, gave him something. What did you give him in return? Yeah, then I gave him a I gave him a gift card. Okay, so um, you didn't give him the whole bag of stuff that no, you had I left didn't. over. No, you gave him- I did. I yeah, I saved <laughs> the rest of the things because um, I had a couple. I had two more planned stops on my way home before I made it home. So I needed to save those two things at least. But I gave him the gift card. I think it's fascinating that you decided intentionally to go out without food or water. Especially because you are a trained athlete. You understand as a marathon runner yeah. or, you know, a runner of 40 miles, you you would know what your body would need to refuel. So you did that on purpose. Was that, again, part of the connection and the vulnerability? Yeah. Well, I knew at the beginning of the day that I wanted to be vulnerable. Um, I didn't realize at that time that I was – what I was searching for that whole day, I didn't think about this beforehand – Beforehand, I was thinking, I'm going to gift myself unto people. But by the end of the day, people were gifting way more to me because I was so tapped physically. I was desperate for food and water. Um, And so I wanted to feel that way. So I guess it was mission accomplished. But I guess I didn't realize how dependent I would be at certain people at the end of the road at certain moments. And it was just really eye-opening. So I'm really glad I didn't. You know, I knew I wouldn't die out there. You know, it's my community that I'm comfortable in. You know, I knew it wasn't a matter of true life or death. But, um, yeah, I'm really glad that I became so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. What did the What did the college guy say to you when you handed over? It was a gift card. Yeah, it was a gift card, and it was wrapped and everything. I said, "I don't. I know I already am crazy to you, so I'm going to tell you this is just an Amazon gift card in there. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. I, you know, hope you can use it for books or party supplies or whatever. But thank you so much. I really don't know if you understand how much this water, you know, how much I need this water right now. And he said, "Well, glad I could help and." We both were so happy. Yeah, I wonder if he went back and he was like, you guys would not believe what happened today. I I just feel like that's something that maybe happened to him at age 20 and is going to stick with him and maybe even become more relevant when he's 40 or 60. You know, you just wonder how far that ripples where he says, yeah, this woman intentionally got to the end of herself giving out gifts. That's that's pretty cool. So how did your family fit in, or did they not, on this this giving escapade on your birthday? Because sometimes, you know, people ask me, why is it so hard to be kind to the people you love the most? And I think 
I have no idea, but it's true. Well, I can say, well, they didn't really, since my family isn't a huge running family, I'm not sure that they fully understood the task. They had seen me run marathons and triathlons and stuff with no problems, so I'm not sure that they understood um, how hard this was going to be for me. Um, but I will say that my first gift that I gave someone was this book I made on Shutterfly for my husband. Um, I had spent probably 50 man hours um, putting together this book for him for my birthday, pages full of our five kids at the same exact age on one photo spread. And then the next page was all five kids together in different places that we were on vacation. I mean, it just took a lot of time and planning. And I wrapped it up really nice and I delivered it to him at his office. So that was one of the stops I made and it was my very first stop. And did you, was it an afterthought? Like, oh, I should, or with 50 man hours, I mean, when you started planning at six months, did you say, mm-hmm. I want to do something for my husband yes. or my family right away? Or, yeah. or were you like, oh, gosh, I just am doing all this for everybody else? No, I really – I had learned the lesson before um, that I should try to be as kind to my family or more kind. Like they should get the best of me, which any married person would know that that's not always true. And I would say, you know, I definitely fail at that as much as the next person. But it was really important to me to um, to gift my husband with that. Um, that's why I spent so much time on it. My kids, um, I did. I think I put stuff in their cubbies at home. Mm. So when they got home from school, um, I didn't count that into the 40 gifts. But I wrapped up coloring books and stuff, I think, for them to come home to after they came home from school. Um, Sweet. So I think that's what I did for that. Sweet. You, you just alluded to the fact that you um, – learned that you needed to give your best self to your family? How did you learn that? Yeah, well, the seed was planted a few years ago by this blog post that I follow. I follow a blog called Hands Free Mama, and um, she's been planting seeds in me for several years. But then, actually, I think, Nicole, you mentioned that to me one time. Me? (laughs) Yeah, a couple years ago when we met at that coffee shop, um, and you briefly mentioned something about your husband that made me feel like I really wanted to do something really extraordinary for my husband on this day. Huh. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember meeting with you. Of course, we've met lots of times, but I don't remember. I don't remember imparting any wisdom. <laughs> well, you impart so much wisdom that you don't even realize it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we love her. Jessica Reed, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. That was Jessica Reed, the giver of 40 gifts and runner of 40 miles on her 40th birthday. She certainly blessed an entire community. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or NPR One. 